0: friends. Welcome to the Universal Sisterhood Podcast. We're hoping to create a place where women can delve deeper, lift their gaze higher, live freer, laugh louder, smile brighter and be the authentic woman she was designed to be. Every human heart is created to be known, to be loved and to be understood. So this is the place where women can share their stories. Welcome to episode 50. Um, In today's episode you are going to meet the wonderful Teresa Coyle. She's a young Aussie who is on fire with the Holy Spirit. She loves Jesus Christ, and she has started this Catholic YouTube channel called Run With TC. She's vibrant, she's passionate, and she's high energy. Um, She showcases what it's like to be your average Catholic millennial who is in love with Jesus Christ. it's so refreshing to see. Um, she, she, she covers topics like um, Eucharistic miracles, uh, surfing and, and going to mass. Um, what else have I seen? She goes on trails with her friends. She goes to, you know, on wine trips. Um, but she, she also goes to mass. And these two things you don't kind of, um, a lot of millennials, don't incorporate those two things together and it is so beautiful to see um encourage all your young people in your life to watch her youtube channel she's um she's a lot of fun i think you're going to enjoy this episode okay welcome to the podcast Teresa. i'm so glad that you're here with us today So before we begin, I'd love for you to tell us who you are and what life looks like for you in 2021.
1: Thanks, Jess. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, My name's Teresa. I'm 26 years old and I live in Southeast Sydney, so kind of near the beach. And I have an older sister, Lauren, and my mama and dada. Mum is Filipino and dad's Australian or Irish if you go back far enough. But yeah, mm-hmm. love the love the team, and I guess 2021 looks pretty similar to 2020. To be honest, at the moment, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Not too much of a change. But yeah, so I work as an exercise physiologist, so we're essential. So we're still going at the clinic. People are getting their treatment, which is great. Um, and yeah, just really being able to find creative ways to hang out with my friends. This. Um, 2020 and into 21 but yeah yeah so, so have you had
0: more have you had more people come to the clinic because they've they're, they're at home more they're doing more active things and maybe they've pulled a few more muscles or not
1: yeah I think it's kind of like everyone's got sort of different injuries at the moment because everyone's decided that running is an awesome way to let off steam and get out of the house so a few yeah. different knees and then everyone's sort of over their laptops in funny positions at home so yeah that's backs but yeah, they're still coming in just for different things.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I've been going to the physio. Um, I had spinal surgery last year. I had a spinal oh, yeah. fusion. Oh, the year before now. Um, but I I moved nine point five tons of crushed concrete with my Ooh. husband, which I probably shouldn't have done. Yeah, so I've, yeah, so I've been back to visit my physio. Um, but he has been at, flat out. Like I thought, oh, maybe it's because people are at home more and they're just, you know, getting out and doing things that they wouldn't ordinarily
1: do and have
0: <laughs> come unstuck. Yeah, <laughs> Thought they were stronger so. than they were.
1: <laughs> Which is different. But, yeah, I think, too, everyone's working from home so they've got a little bit more time to look mm-hmm. after themselves. And yeah, little... and, and
0: pull a few more muscles.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. We're getting everyone better. It's good. It's good.
0: <laughs> All right. So now I discovered you... Because I saw an article about you in the Catholic Weekly months ago. And you say you're an exercise physiologist, but I'm curious, how did you find yourself a Catholic YouTuber?
1: <laughs> bit of a jump, isn't it? But um yeah.
0: <laughs> Exercise Physiologist, Catholic YouTuber. I, I can't see the connection, but I cannot wait to hear it.
1: <laughs> so we probably have to wind it back a little bit.
0: Uh-huh. But um
1: if you'd like me to, I can talk a little bit about my faith journey sort of leading would, up into... I would love that. Yeah.
0: Amazing. That well,
1: <laughs> well, me and my sister, we both were sort of um, went through public schooling. We, when we were younger, we were more culturally Catholic just because Filipinos are very Catholic. It's good. Mm-hmm. But um, only when my sister sort of went for her first communion did we start regularly going to Mass on Sunday And then when I was in mid-teens, so maybe like 14, 15, a few ladies at our parish wanted to send us to World Youth Day in Spain in 2011. So I thought, wonderful, overseas trip for fundraising, go. Um, So we went together and it was the first time that I'd sort of been out of the bubble of my local parish and just seeing all these young people on fire with the faith was so encouraging to me just because I was like oh my gosh there are normal people that actually love God and yeah. that was a big thing for me probably at the time too because I was still trying to find my feet and figure out who I was still trying mm-hmm. to figure that out but <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah and then had some really deep encounters with the Lord in in the Blessed Sacrament as well at the time so yeah it was just a big whirlwind really but we came back to Sydney and realized there was this big bubble of Catholic, um, young Sydney people that love their faith, and there were all these events happening at the time. So we really just sort of um, jumped in and made some really great lifelong friends that have, I mean, they're still friends with us now, but yeah, have just really been with us. So,
0: World Youth Day in Spain, in Madrid, was that before World Youth Day in Sydney?
1: It was after. In Sydney, I was in year eight I think so I think Mm -hmm. I was still a little bit young but Mm -hmm. even then that was still an amazing experience to um, see the you know hundreds of thousands of people at Ramwick but Mm -hmm. I think it it hit me in a different way when I went to Spain with my sister. And You make
0: an interesting point there where you said that you saw um, other like-minded people and it just opened your eyes to the fact that there are other people out there that love Jesus as much as I do or are attracted mm-hmm. to this so called, you know, not so called, but this um, way of life. Um, mm-hmm. And I just find that our, we are communal people and mm-hmm. we, we, are, we were made for communion. And I think it's been so dangerous in the last um, 12 months that we have been isolated from each other and, you know, told to stay away. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's so divisive where when we come together, that's where faith grows. So it's so important to keep that community alive, um, and now we just have to be more um, ingenious, I suppose, in the way that we kind of keep those communities together, whether it is through Zoom or you know having some virtual prayer group or something like that. Because okay. it's it's vital for our faith to to live, don't you think?
1: Mm, definitely. And two, if I'm really honest, the the draw for me was even though I had these amazing experiences in. In the, like in the sacraments and sort of getting a the veil lifted on, you know, realising that Jesus is really truly present in the Eucharist, I don't think that that would have held me in the way that having those relationships with those friends around me that continued to spur me on in yeah. um, deepening and understanding my faith more and even with my sister like I, was, I remember saying to her that I I think if we went by ourselves or if she went and came back and said Teresa had this amazing experience I thought would have probably thought she was a weirdo <laughs> mm. but the fact that we experienced it together and and could sort of go through that journey with each other was I, I think the reason why I am still paramount like yeah that. yeah so it was very the communal aspect is so important
0: yeah it's it's so important and we have to really be intentional I think in the next 12 months mm. about keeping that community that communion that um fellowship I suppose um alive because mm-hmm. we can't do it on our own yeah. and the shared experiences and um and and um moments are, are so much more valuable or, or um, we can draw so much more from them because we've it's been a shared
1: experience and we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Well, the amount of times even in the last year where I've just been so done with the year, but it's been my mm-hmm. friends that have we were kind of saying that that story in the or the in the Gospels when the friends sort of lift yes. the person that can't move down into yes. the, the roof. That's been yeah sort of taking turns at being the people to lift each other and plonk the other person in front of Jesus just to be like I can't do this anymore I need my friends to to be the ones to go and yeah yeah, help me your faith guys
0: (laughs) yeah totally I I can't I it's been my friends you know it's so easy just to give up but when you've got somebody spurring you on or reminding you of what you have or encouraging you it's it means it's it's that that extra help that you need. Um, mm. It's that hand that you need to, to drag you along sometimes, and sometimes just to give you a gentle tap, you know, you know, just guide you gently. It's so important, and I just think it's we've kind of been told uh, or forced to separate, mm. whether it is socially, you know, spacing ourselves, or you know, watch maths online or do this online. It's like ah. Uh,
1: I'm sick of Zoom. <laughs>
0: yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. So you went to World Youth Day. You you mentioned that you had um, an experience with in adoration. Could you
1: um, expand on that? It was in in mass. So we were in Orvieto. So the pre pilgrimage before Spain was in Italy. Um and we went to Orvieto and we were in the cathedral there and they have the Eucharistic miracle of Bolsena on display. So it was just the doubting priest he was having yet yeah, doubts of whether Jesus was truly present in the Eucharist. And when he was um saying the words of consecration, blood started to drip from the Eucharist onto the corporal underneath. So that's that's on display and wow.
0: um
1: so it was we were learning about that but then in in the mass we we had mass there for what do you say in the cathedral and it I mean i had been to mass before but it was something about the way that that priest offered up the eucharist and when he held it up it just in the deepest part of my soul i just saw the eucharist for what it was and i i just knew that that was Jesus and I couldn't really describe it. I didn't have words. Mm. I probably still don't have words for it. Mm. But it was a like a visceral, like a physical feeling as well. But yeah, very a, very emotional. Knowing. Yeah, a knowing. knowing, a deep knowing. Yeah. So sort of Beautiful. sat and pondered with that for. I mean, since it's happened, that was when I was sixteen, so I mean, ten years ago now. But yeah, very pivotal.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm
1: very thankful for that experience. Mm. The whole the whole trip was amazing and so
0: can you tell me the name of that miracle because i will write it down and put it in the show notes yeah for people
1: it's the eucharistic miracle of Bolsena. so okay b-o-l-s-n-a-v-o-l-s-b-o-l-s-e-n-a
0: yeah okay all right all right beautiful
1: and then so what do you say so pretty much after that me and my sister just got really involved in um sort of Catholic events and just getting to meet lots of other young people that were on fire and through uni just got involved in the chaplaincy Um, but probably towards the end of my studies I was just feeling a bit burnt in general of I was really involved in the chaplaincy helping out with a lot of the event side of things but I don't think my prayer life was what it needed to be to sort of support that um, ministry and giving so I did end up feeling pretty burnt after it and by the end of uni I was just sort of done with the event side of stuff I just wanted to smash out my degree but I think with that I was also thinking that I was done with you know parts of the church which was totally taking Mm -hmm. the what's it the bath water with the baby or it's all going yeah
0: throwing out the bath water with the baby yeah
1: (laughs) and then um just randomly yeah you know what I mean yeah throw
0: in a towel yeah
1: But um, yeah, so there was these missionaries, focus missionaries from the States that were just visiting for a few weeks just to um, help out with some of our mission weeks on campus. And just encountering them was so beautiful because I recognised in them that fire that they had and the love of the Lord um, was so evident in their lives. And um I think that was the first time in my life where I really felt tempted by the world and thinking that, you know, I was surrounded by all of these amazing people that were living, you know, um, fulfilling lives in, you know, every sense of the word. They were, you know, financially, socially, um, all yeah, all the different aspects Mm. seemed to be living it up. And I I just remember thinking like, oh, is this, do you really need to have that um, relationship with God to feel fulfilled? But seeing them and seeing these focus missionaries, it really sort of slapped it out of me to be like, no, there's something different about them. Mm. And they just invited me to come to their conference in in Chicago in 2018. It's it was called SLS, so mm-hmm. Student Leadership Summit, um, and they just said you should come. And it was pretty. Spontaneous, and it just wouldn't—the idea wouldn't leave me alone. It just kind of kept nudging of like, go to Chicago, go to Chicago. And it kind of started out as a joke. I was saying to the ladies in the chaplaincy, like, I really want to go. Let's organize a team. Let's get it happening. And then all of a sudden, we did have a little a crew going. But I crashed my car a few days before I was meant to be buying tickets, and I still went, no, I think this is important. Just gonna do it. Just gonna buy my tickets. And it was um like. It was amazing
0: Hmm.
1: because I think, I mean, the conference in itself, amazing, and just getting to see how well run things are in the States and just seeing what we can do when we really um, use our gifts and talents and sort of come together. But, um, yeah, just things that I've been praying about for a while of literally like every talk that came up was something that I was really pondering and thinking about him in, in prayer so authentic friendship what does that look like how to share your testimony well and how to share your story well with people that are you know of the faith and um yeah, yeah it just hit me like a time of bricks and the same there was just this really beautiful moment in adoration that um, it was honestly the be- most beautiful thing I've ever seen and I just heard the Lord being like Teresa you are beautiful and it wrecked me <laughs> and from that mm-hmm. whole experience, there was just like a fire to want to do something more and to really run to the Lord and find my circle of friends that were going to help me in that because I think yeah by the end of uni, all of my friends were sort of leaving at different times going into their different degrees and it was a period of loneliness where i I realized I'm like who who are my people that i'm I'm running with because I can't like <laughs> exactly what you were just saying before i can't I can't do this alone and yeah. I I think I've seen now just looking back how the Lord has really blessed me in answering that prayer and filling my life with a lot of really beautiful, particularly women, that are really walking with me through all of the ups and downs and everything in between. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think without them that I would be sort of pursuing this, I guess you could call it a ministry of um, the Catholic YouTube channel yeah and, um, yeah
0: they're the guys that are behind the screen <laughs> um, I, I love how um we kind of see things in um bits and pieces you know I I you know you, you you started coming back to the faith when your sister was receiving her communion and then um some ladies invited you to Spain and then you know you fell in with this crowd and and then, you know, these ideas and the focus missionaries came. We kind of see them in segments. But when you speak it out loud, you can see the hand of the Holy Spirit through all of it. Mm. And nothing happens by chance. You know, mm-hmm. he weaves this amazing, beautiful tapestry with our lives that we only see in retrospect. You know, mm. um, if we have eyes to see it, we'll see um, his hand in all of it. And. And that, and that goes for everyone's life. Like he makes good from everything, you know, if, if we're willing to uh, listen to his voice, even without even knowing it, like you kind of, we, we all have this, um, we all have a conscience and whether or not we're in tuned to it, um, it's always there in the back of our mind. Mm. And we, we it, it's just beautiful to see and hear People that um, respond to the promptings of the Holy Spirit and where it leads them, because it's so much more beautiful than
1: they could ever imagine. Mm. And uh, I guess too, coming back to Mother Angelica, that that whole hey, point. You, of, haven't, you,
0: you haven't? Did you say that? I didn't hear that.
1: Oh, yeah. We got to rewind on that then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, when yeah, so when I came back from that okay. Chicago so. conference yet yeah, in focus there was just a fire that was burning I honestly think it's probably been burning since then um it's to to want to do more and but I mean not more just see how being recognizing, yeah how the gifts could be used for the kingdom and I had this little nudging to want to share my testimony specifically in a video format but to me it didn't really make sense at the time because i was like why can't i just sort of speak to people in person why does it need to be you know this thing on facebook or what however it needed to look but um my friend had given me this book on mother angelica and just a phrase in the or a quote from the book that she said um really sat with me for a long time and she said um I don't fear failure I'm scared to death of dying and the Lord saying to me Angelica this is what you could have done if you trusted me more Mm -hmm. and I mentioned that in the first video that I put on YouTube but it really did because I was like I don't I don't want to hold I don't want it to be because of me holding back and being scared of failing and fear of what other people think that I might not be able to love people fully and in the way that I was created and designed to. So that kind of sat with me for a long time. And then when all of this COVID kind of stuff happened, it just slowly was revealed to me that, and it made sense that making these videos would be a great way to be able to be a bit of a bridge for people that want to see the real people living out their faith but also yeah. um, that are normal and because I, th- I think that's probably what would have helped me along in my faith and, and did help me in my faith when I saw that I was like okay I don't have to be you know this particular identity of person to to love the Lord I don't have to I don't know all of the typical stereotypes that might be associated with Catholic people but yeah it helped me to did, like have a greater understanding of who I was and yeah but that to me was really motivating to be like how can I show that to people through mm-hmm. a format that's um really familiar it's not confrontational it's um not not very much um you don't need to put much in to be able to watch a video like it might be a lot for somebody to have to walk into a church and figure out what's happening there but just to see a 2 minute 3 minute video yeah, in, um, in the comfort of their own bedroom or device
0: yeah. you know, on the train or.
1: You know, it might plant some seeds, but. Yeah. So, how of... many?
0: So, when did you start these? And what's it called?
1: It's called Run with TC. So, that's just my initials. Um, and I call it Run with TC because it kind of pointed to my love of movement and exercise. Um, you're
0: always running
1: running around more bouncing off walls i wouldn't say i'm not quite a marathon runner but as a kid i used to love athletics and sprints and stuff so that was fun but um yeah and it was more that quote that also came was coming up a lot in that sls conference um from hebrews that's um let us run the race with perseverance that is set out before us so Mm. just really encouraging people in that um yeah in their faith and just to be able to walk beside them similar to how I do in ex-phys where I'm just encouraging people through their little bits of suffering while we're um, just getting their rehab good but I guess in a in a greater way for being able to just run to the Lord mm. yeah so run with beautiful. TC. yeah
0: yeah okay so run with TC and where do they find you
1: on YouTube and Instagram is also the same room with TC. Okay. I'm going to put it here. This is for the show notes. And how many have you done? So it's a few that I'm still trying to figure out how to edit, but I think yeah. that's been a really beautiful part of it too, is that I get so stuck. With how the end product is going to look. Half the time, I don't even have any idea. I'm just pointing shooting and hoping for the best when I'm editing. But even that process of just being like, Lord, you're ultimate creative creator. You tell me how I'm meant to finish it because I'm really stuck. And then the ways in which those pros are answered is so crazy. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, 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 you know <laughs> all that.
0: that. Not that I'm creative at all. Uh, but this podcast um, eventually podcast. Come, comes about every now and again when like I'm so un- uncreative <laughs> but it, I, it manages to get itself up there every yeah. now and again.
1: <laughs> hopefully
0: to inspire someone out there
1: Yeah, one um, person.
0: yeah exactly. If, it, if one person benefits from hearing it, then my, my job's done mm. and your, and your job's done. That's it. Um, so, wh- have you got a favorite? What do you talk about?
1: What do you What do you film? Well, I was starting off pretty gentle because I don't want it to be very full. I think that's the balance that I'm always trying to meet. Fine. Is that it's um, yeah, fine, it's sort of I want it to be very beautiful and just easy to watch. So it's not you know an ordeal to go. Okay, here we go. Sit down and watch, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, the first few were just sort of with friends and um, just going on hikes and sort of fun surfing little days, um, introducing people to, to some of my friends that live lives of faith. And then um, there was one like a Catholic Day in the Life um, and two recent ones that I've done that have got great um, responses is the Carlo and Eucharistic ah. and Eucharistic miracles. So I was just trying to sort of meet the need of like, okay, what, what would people need to know about praying to God under the appearance of bread? Mm. Um, like kind of, I say that at the start, like it, it seems like a lot. I know it's a lot to say. So just really break it with me. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Give me a minute. Let me wind it back. And then sort of two parts And just talking about how inspirational Carlo Kutis is as well and a a little bit of my story through that. But, yeah, those ones were really surprising because it's funny. They were the ones that I was most scared to put Mm. up so far because I guess they were actually really Catholic content. It's talking about Mm. the U.S. a lot. So I just didn't want to, you know. Put yourself out there too much. Yeah, or, like, just be very intense for people that have no idea about what catholics are all about but um yeah it's just funny that they were the ones that have really um, had a great response so yeah fantastic
0: i mean people are people are generally uh ignorant of what what actual catholics believe that they think you know i think i heard was it archbishop machine once said that um people that people hate what they think is the catholic church but um if they really knew what the catholic yeah. church was they would be you know not many people would would hate the catholic church yeah. and it's so true they, they take snippets or um stereotypes or what what the um you know tv shows and media portray or they take the the nasty side you know the the broken parts of humanity in mm-hmm. the Catholic Church and they perceive that as the Catholic Church and it's it's not. not. <laughs> I mean, it is made up of broken people but the, the,
1: the Catholic Church itself is the Church of Christ and he is not broken. Definitely not broken. And that's it. I think if the goal is to be able to show the true, the beautiful and the good um, in the church in a way that, yeah, is inviting, is is Mm, attractive. Yeah, Yeah, attractive and just just relatable, I think, is the main kind of goal.
0: Mm. And goodness is so attractive. You can't, you know, when when you see something that is good, true and beautiful, you you can't help but be attracted to it. Mm. So good on you. That's amazing. I applaud your efforts and your um, faithfulness to the promptings of the Holy Spirit yeah, I need
1: oh. the bread. It's good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good. I'll put everything in the show notes, don't you worry? <laughs> um, now, you say you're an exercise physiologist, so I mm-hmm. thought that this quote by St. Augustine would be um, quite apt to to talk about. And he says, "Take care of your body as if you were going to live forever, and take care of your soul as if you were going to die tomorrow. And I thought, what better person to to you know chew this through um but you because you're a faithful you know god loving person who is also clearly very active and very conscious about the what what she puts in her body and what you do with your body Mm -hmm. um and i thought what does what does wholeness look like for you like we are made up of body, mind and soul and today people kind of, through no fault of their own, only really concentrate on the body when Mm. really we have a few aspects of us that need taken care of for true wholeness. Um, What do you think, um, what does wholeness look like for you? Like how -hmm. how do we look after ourselves?
1: Yeah, so... I love that quote too. So Saint that Augustine, he, yeah, yeah. That he but he doesn't ignore. It's not one sided. That it's not that we're totally. I mean, the emphasis is on the spirit and the soul, mm. but mm. he still says that we should look after our bodies like they should last forever. And mm. I think that in the general population, there is at least an interest at the moment in health and wellness and I guess there is a sort of superficial tacky side to that where the the focus is on the aesthetic and the the physical looking you know all this bikini bod ball <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, I think even in in exercise physiology it's great to see that there is that underlying movement away from that that we're actually sort of looking not so much at whatever the nice byproducts might be, if, you know, if you get some accidental abs out of whatever you're doing, that's wonderful, but... I wish. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're in there somewhere, they have to be, you know. We can draw them <laughs> on, maybe. But it's, the focus is function, and I always say to people, I'm like, okay, we're, you know, we're interested in, you know, 30-year-old, you hurt your knee, that's no good, but what about 80-year-old you? What about when, you know, we want to make sure that you're, you know, not putting yourself through any unnecessary suffering later in life because we've looked after you know mm. it's like you've got uh, you've got one one vehicle one body to get you through this mm. life so we might as well look after it and give ourselves you know the best chance to thrive and if our usually if our body is in a good state we that is going to flow over into our, our spiritual life and I mean, maybe personally that's a a tough thing that I can see so much brokenness and hurt and suffering um, in people that are going through, you know, rehab. And I I work in a physio, so it's mostly musculoskeletal kind of injuries. Uh, But, yeah, that can be pretty devastating for people. And, you know, people don't just come in to get their ankle treated as much as that's what's on the books. They're coming in and telling you, you know, like their kids are, struggling with adhd or they've Mm. had a you know a breakup or you know they've just had a really stressful week at work so i think the same way in x is that we don't just put binoculars on the area that is producing the pain we can sort of look at the deeper underlying like what's the root of the cause why is that knee getting sore is it because you know up the chain our, our glute muscles aren't working or is it because um you know, we've got poor movement patterns. So it, I think it has real uh, parallels with the spiritual life as well, that there is an element of discipline that is required in looking after our bodies that is is similar to um, the way that we can um, sort of develop our, our prayer lives and our relationship with God so he has the space to, to work in our lives mm-hmm. and for us to be able to hear him um, and the same with healing and wounds. Like if if we've got those wounds, I, I was really reflecting on that um, in in Christmas and Advent. That had a question come up of like, what does it mean for Jesus to be healer for you? And um, just when I think about when a, a person's coming in, say you know with pain that's been there for a long time, they receive so much comfort in us knowing that you know they we've treated that injury you know hundreds of times and when they come to us with descriptions of or they can't even describe it in in words what they're feeling but if sometimes we can even reflect that back to them and say oh okay no actually is it you know a sharp stabbing or is it a a dull ache and being able to have confidence that we know what that um that pain is that they're feeling and the hope that comes with knowing that you know we we can heal that, or we can work with them to heal it in the same way we can, you know, go mm-hmm. to the Lord and even if we can't put words to it, or we don't know why we're you know feeling X Y Z, knowing that the Lord <laughs> knows us best and and can really, um, yeah, he, yeah. he's the healer. <laughs> so yeah,
0: he's listening and he's he he knows us, he's understand like yeah, I know what you mean because. When I was going all these times to the physio, and you know, getting cortisone injections, and, and they yeah. keep asking, you know. So where's the pain? What is it? And, oh, I don't know. It's, and then they'll give you some kind of, you know, um, adjectives that you could use to describe yeah. it. Oh yeah, that's what it that's feels like. That's the
1: yeah. yeah.
0: And you kind of feel some relief that somebody understands you when really yeah. they're probably just going through a checklist. But there is that. Um, the, the real, when, you, when you're able to, now looking at the spiritual life, when you're able to put a word to, you know, how you're feeling or to ex- express to um, Jesus, you know, the pain you're going through, there is a relief there. There's a release. Mm. Um, and that's where I think that, that for total wholeness, we can't just focus on the physical. Mm-hmm. We can't because then we're out of kilter our spiritual and our mental um health is has not been looked after and if on the flip side if we only look after our spiritual and we let go of our physical and our mental like there is an imbalance there too like there has to be a um uh, a balance between all all of us all parts of us for for total
1: wholeness and well-being do you agree 100% (laughs) 100% <laughs> yeah because that's it if you haven't slept that night you're probably not going to feel like praying first thing and then no. if you haven't prayed that day you're probably in a poor position to you know uh, have, mental, and have ha- a mental space yeah do with the people around you and yeah it's just a, a sort of vicious cycle but if um where you
0: can't ignore one
1: yes
0: you're out of kilter
1: um, That's one in the wrong direction <laughs> yeah
0: yep yeah, yep yeah. or you start you know you just use one flipper
1: and you just keep spinning in a yeah. circle <laughs> okay. I've tried that once wasn't the best I hurt my knee a few years ago and I wasn't allowed to put flippers on one foot so I tried yeah you go around in circles
0: <laughs> say that again I lost you
1: oh um I hurt my knee a few years ago um, I told my ACL and I wasn't allowed to put flippers on for a while. And I love snorkeling. So I was going around in circles a little bit with one flipper on. <laughs> that yeah, that's it. Thing. And you
0: work, you work one muscle too much and yeah. then you're, off, you're out of balance.
1: My leg gets the sore. Same.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You defer the pain somewhere else.
1: Mm. And, and it's
0: the same with our spiritual life. If we, if we um, don't look after it. I remember when I was first married and I lived in an apartment block and um, there was a, a lady there in the apartment and she was so obsessed with the gym and she she went to the gym every seven days a week and <laughs> I remember her dad saying once, he, he was a devout, um, a daily mass goer, he said, if only you would put as much time to your prayer life as you'd put to your <laughs> gym membership. You'd be a much nicer person to be.
1: <laughs> but I think it can become, yeah. In, I would say that you know, seven days a week, it's it's a lot, and it, that can sort of start morphing into our identity. That that's that's who we become if we're spending yep. all that time. Yeah.
0: But that's I mean, it. But moderation when, in everything. there is also the flip side where people just only concentrate on the spiritual, and they're not, you mm-hmm. know they're not a they're not healthy physically or they're not approachable you know it, we have to have all aspects of our life integrated um, because otherwise we're we're not whole and whole wholeness is holiness mm. <laughs> um yeah anyway do you have any, any last thoughts how how do you kind of um kind of bring this in with your patients if they're not catholic or do do you ever bring up kind of a spiritual dimension
1: not explicitly i mean i actually have a few catholic patients that um come in so that's always a good time but yeah i don't i don't think it explicitly comes up but the topic of conversation is you know everything but you know saying god but it does like it's funny the Last week, um, St Catherine of Siena came up and St Teresa of Avila just a randomly across the clinic and, you know, two or three patients were just having this chat about all the things that they knew about um, these saints, which was really crazy because, yeah. I mean, it's just funny to think that, you know, last I of places. Have, and yeah, exactly. I was so surprised. I was like, oh, team, okay. <laughs> you should have jumped uh, in there. Oh yeah, I I've don't been, yeah, I was in there. Yeah.
0: I've been in many, many uh little what do you call them, bays? What, you know, yeah, the
1: physio bay, bays. yep. Yeah.
0: I've been in many bays and listened to many types of conversations between the curtains and just kind mm-hmm. of either laughed or rolled my eyes and I thought <laughs> that's true. Like physios have to, they come in there with with a joint pain or something, but they pull their heart out to the physio. Yeah, yeah. I suppose hairdressers get the same kind of deal
1: mm-hmm but I, that's what I love about it like beyond the exercise I think that's why I love exercise fizz so much is because we really do get to spend big blocks of time with the same people so maybe you know if they're seeing a GP it's a quick you know half an hour in half an hour out and every few weeks or whatever it is but for some or for most patients that are starting off with me I'll see them twice a week for an hour and that can be up months or you know I've got Mm. some long-term guys too so you really do get to know people really well um and Mm. yeah the exercise is almost just the I mean the exercise is the purpose of why we're there but Mm. you know you can have some really beautiful conversations with people and if they're ready in a, a period of suffering or they're just you know at rock bottom sometimes that can really open the the door for allowing, you know, other people in to to help heal and help them up to get back to where they need to be. So I think that's why I really do love it. And it's it's sort of like it doesn't matter who's in front of you. You could have, you know, elite athlete or really chronic, um, like a person with really chronic conditions, but there's always a level of exercise that is appropriate for that person and it really leaves no room to sort of give up on people because... It's not just sort of chucking medications at somebody and hoping for the best. It's like, no, what's the root cause? Or if this is a persistent condition, what can we do to, you know, address it and you know reduce the byproducts or the the side mm-hmm. effects. Uh, yeah, I love it so much, and it's it's a great little team at my work. Fantastic. helps makes all the difference. <laughs> great,
0: that's great. All right, thank you so much for sharing your heart with us and your um your beautiful um, faithfulness to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. I am going to this podcast. I haven't gotten it a few times. I have to ask my guests something that brought them joy this week. So did you think of something that brought you joy this week?
1: Oh, yes. My little niece, Avila, she started walking this week. So we were very excited. My sister FaceTimed me. She's like, look, she's moving. But it was very How many many steps? (laughs) It was a few, There was a solid maybe like four or five, so oh, we were right. happy. She might,
0: need, <laughs> she might need to come to you for a bit of a massage. Yeah,
1: <laughs> or some gait training, I think. <laughs>
0: her, her steps are a little bit wonky. Yeah. <laughs> That's gorgeous. Well, my, my um, what brought me joy this week was we've had four weeks of rain, and today it was blue sky, yeah. sunshine, and swimming in the ocean, so... That, my friend, is joy enough for me, and just as well because it's going to rain again for the next week. <laughs> the next week. <laughs> what has happened to our summer? I don't know.
1: La Nina. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. Anyway, well, it's been wonderful speaking with you, Teresa.
1: Thank you so um, much. I wish, yeah? I
0: wish you all the best for 2021.
1: Thank you. All Make right. You
0: a few more Thank videos. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll put it on the show notes so thanks so much for your time
1: uh, thanks jess bye see ya.